it's like I, my imagination's on. And it's like I can make up my own stories in my head. Yeah? It's like I can grow my own story seed. Wow. I think they can make very good stories. I think they can make dreams reality for me and the world. everyone, welcome to the Story Seeds podcast. I am your host, Betsy Bird. Here at Story Seeds, we're all about celebrating your imagination and the amazing things that can bloom from it. On each episode, we pair one young creative rock star and their story idea with the brain of a real-life author. Then we sit back and listen to the magic that unfolds as they collaborate and grow that story seed into a story. They are underneath the soil in the sun, where anything can grow. It's another day, and another seed has just begun to turn into a show. When you find the path you didn't know, and the story seeds start to grow. You're in control of your destiny Adventures you design Where your dreams can grow A little more each time On Story Seeds It only goes to show If you want to be What you know And a Story Seed And watch it grow Today's story seed is extra sweet and a mega treat. We recorded it inside a chocolate shop, and it comes to us from our foodiest creative rock star. My name is Keisha Valawat. I'm 11 years old, and I live in New York City. My story seed is, once there was a cow, a bunny, and a fox. There was also a bad wolf who liked eating up people's houses. The cow made a house out of ice cream. The bunny made a chocolate egg house and the fox made his house out of chilies, red hot chilies. The wolf, being very greedy, loved ice cream, so he went to the cow's house, ate it all up, and was now ready to eat the cow. The cow got away and ran to the bunny's house. The wolf followed him there, and when he got to the bunny's house, he said, mmm, delicious, chocolate eggs. And so he went and ate it all up. Now the bunny and the cow were scared half to death, so they ran to the fox's house. The wolf was still hungry because he was a big bad wolf. So he too went to the fox's house. He took one bite out of the chili house and burned his mouth. He ran away, never to be seen again. Keshav's story seed may sound similar to the three little pigs or fairy tales like Henny Penny or Chicken Little, but you've certainly noticed the ice cream shaped twists. Stories of this sort are some of the oldest forms of oral storytelling, the most famous being Aesop's fables from ancient Greece, and every culture has its own set. Uh, the Anansi tales from Ghana, Panchatantra from India, the Grimm Brothers fairy tales from Germany, and many, many more. Now, the key qualities of fables or folk tales like these are animals, mythical creatures or inanimate objects 
that have human abilities and emotions. Now, these animals face tricksters, and there's always some kind of moral at the end. We found a great match for Keshev in author Bill Lepp. He's written the very funny picture book, The King of Little Things, but Bill also makes his living telling stories on stages around the country. He's what you call a 21st century professional storyteller. And as part of our physical education, we are supposed to climb all the way to the top of that rope, touch the ceiling, and then climb all the way back down. Very few students are strong enough to climb all the way to the top of that rope. Fewer still were strong enough to climb all the way back down. A professional storyteller is a person who stands on stage and tells stories. I'm kind of a comedian, except that instead of just telling one joke after another, like a stand-up comedian does, I do a long narrative piece that might be 10, 15, 20 minutes long. So I'm telling you a whole story from the beginning of the story through the plot arc and the climax. Bill is so good at his job that he's even a five-time champion of the West Virginia Liars Contest, which is a humorous, tall tale-telling contest in Charleston, West Virginia. In fact, Bill traveled to New York City from West Virginia to meet Keshev at a place most fitting for this, quite frankly, delicious story seed. One of our favorite chocolate shops, Jacques Torres Chocolates. They met at this cozy Upper West Side location on a cold February morning. After entering the store and walking past a large glass case of chocolate bonbons of various shapes and flavors, they placed an order for some hot chocolate and then sat down at a back table to chat about Keshev's story seed. One thing you have to do immediately with a story is you have to get your audience to have something in common with what you're saying. Now, if you say once upon a time or once there was a cow, a bunny, and a fox, because we've been trained all of our lives, you immediately know. It was a while ago. Well, it's a yeah. Folktale. Yeah, we know it's a folktale, right. We know as soon as you hear those words that animals are going to talk or pots right. and pans can dance or whatever. And then I asked myself what my audience would be asking about my story. Ah. And so I think in this story, the audience would be asking, why don't these houses melt? The cow, why did she build her house out of? Ice cream? Cow milk ice cream, kind of. I see. So she, it was just handy. Yeah. Does the cow live in a cold climate? Yes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Oh, no. I like that. So why did the bunny build his house out of the chocolate? The Easter bunny and then chocolate egg. So he just had it handy? Yeah. How do you imagine that house? It's a big egg with purple dots all over it. So it's yellow. a solid. Yeah. Like he had one of those big hollow eggs. Yeah. Okay. That's neat. I like the the image of that house. I mean, so if you were going to quickly describe a place where it was cold enough for an ice cream house and a chocolate house to exist, how do you think you'd describe that? On top of a mountain. On top of a mountain. On top of a high mountain. So then, yeah, I like that a lot. Because it's wild. Yeah. But it's it also... It's cool. It yeah. is cold, right. We, yeah. And if you say, especially like on a high, high, high mountain, again, that gives your audience the idea that this is some place that they understand mountain, they understand cold, but it's also, it's kind of mystical when you get up on, because when, you know, 
mystics live at the top of a high mountain. Above, you could even say above the clouds. Above the clouds, on top of a high, high mountain, there lived a fox, a cow, and a rabbit. And then we could go with, they had each chosen a house to live in. Or, yeah. And then we need the fox. And he likes chilies. Why does he like chili? Because he's smart. <laughs> we should think about the relative intelligence of the cow and the bunny. Because they're building their houses out of food. Pretty, yeah, food. <laughs> but also pretty unsustainable building materials. Yeah. I guess it's just that that's what they had handy. Yeah. Would you build your house out of boogers? No. <laughs> you think that would keep the wolf from eating it, though? Probably. Have you ever played that game, what's it called, Bean Boozled? No. Where there's the jelly belly oh, beans yeah. that taste like dirty socks That's where, and boogers? Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. This seems like, well, the fox is already doing it because he's smart enough to build his house out of peppers to keep the wolf from eating them. Yeah. But why is the fox so much smarter? Most of the myths, and not myths, but stories, stories. say that foxes are like intelligent and uh, not cocky. Uh, just wise. Sly. Sly, okay. Where'd the fox get the peppers? Let's say his brother lives in India, maybe. And the brother sends him shipments of spices. I like that. He could special order them or have his relatives send them. I mean, they might live in India, for all we know. Because it's just, if, if it's a high, high mountain, it could be in one of the Himalayas or something oh, yeah. like that. So does the fox like chilies or he's just doing it for defense? Doing it for defense. I read that super hot chilies evolved super hot so that animals, mammals, wouldn't eat them. But birds don't have whatever it is in oh, your mouth that regulates nice. heat. So the way chilies get spread is that the birds eat them and then they fly everywhere depositing the seeds. Hmm. I didn't but, know that. Do you like chilies? A little bit. Not yeah. really. Oh, okay. So, what made you have the idea to have the fox have a chilly house? I was home alone, and my parents were out, so they left a rice and dal, which is kind of like lentil soup, except thicker. So I was eating it, and they put chili in the dal, and I thought it was a type of bean, so I took a big bite of it, and it started burning up. So I ran to the sink, and I started putting water like right here, and it didn't help at all. Wow. Have you ever had ghost pepper? No, yeah. and I don't want to try. <laughs> I was wondering if these characters have names or if they're just the cow, the rabbit, the fox. They could have names, but they, I prefer cow, rabbit, and fox. Okay, that's good. And I think that we know enough from folklore what the characteristics of the fox and the rabbit and the wolf are that we don't have to name them. The time had finally come for what Keshav and Bill were waiting for. Of course, they were busy growing a story seed, but they're also at a chocolate shop for crying out loud. It was time to try some. Robin, the store's manager, brought them a selection of Jacques Torres' finest chocolates, including a wicked one that perfectly fits this story. Uh, yeah, so what you guys are going to be trying today is going to be three different flavors of bonbons. So at the very top is going to be um, our Wicked Bonbon. It's going to be dark chocolate and the ganache in the center and a very, very mild spice in the lower end of that. 
One in the middle is going to be our got milk. It's a milk chocolate ganache with the shell being a blend of milk and dark chocolate. And then the one on the bottom is an 80% dark chocolate. So that's actually the darkest of all the dark chocolates we make. All right, you ready to try these? Yes. All right, ready? One, two, three. Mm. The wicked chocolate with the chocolate ganache. And cinnamon. I mean, it has a cinnamony flavor, doesn't it? What kind of pepper's in here? It's gonna be ancho and chipotle. Yeah, I could eat a couple dozen of those. <laughs> All right, so now we're trying the... Got milk. It's delicious, but I like the... I like the other the one. The other one better. It's more exotic to me than just white chocolate and milk chocolate. All right, I'm very excited about the dark chocolate one. 80%. That is good. Yeah, I just could eat. Just a bit like a fudge. It is kind of a fudge. I think that's the ganache. I think the Wicked's my favorite, but it's close. The, the dark chocolate, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the dark chocolate and the Wicked are definitely my favorite. No offense. Got One milk. in the middle. <laughs> then white chocolate has no cocoa solids at all. It's just oh. cocoa butter, milk, and sugar. That is the white berries. Well, since you're the resident chocolate expert, Gosh. I'm going to ask you this question because I'm not sure. Please. I have heard that chocolate is bad for dogs. Yes. But somebody told me that that's just milk chocolate and that actually dark chocolate is not bad for dogs. Have you heard that? I've heard both ways. We don't really recommend giving chocolate at all to dogs just because it's one of those things where because it could go either way, it's traditionally anything from the cocoa bean itself would upset a dog's stomach. See, so we could think about that because it's a wolf all right. and a wolf is a dog. Chocolate. But when I write stories, I do a lot of research so I can find out all that kind of stuff and figure it out. My dog is nine years old and has eaten plenty of chocolate and onions, both which are supposed to kill a dog immediately, and he's fine. So the wolf, because he's greedy, he might have built up a tolerance against it. Maybe. Okay. What's your dog's name? My dog's name is Apollo. His full name is Apollo 4 because he's oh. named for the Greek god, then he's named for the fourth Apollo mission. And the reason he's named for the fourth Apollo mission is because that was a dummy load. There was nothing on the fourth mission and he's not very smart. So he's named Apollo 4. Uh, After that yummy chocolate tasting, Bill and Keshav were presented with a bowl of chili peppers. Don't worry, they weren't asked to eat them. But Keshav did recognize some of them and pointed them out to Bill. This is a green chili pepper that my grandpa likes to eat. Is that with hot? eggs, probably. With eggs? Yeah, he has it with every meal. <laughs> oh, wow. Or a lot of them. This is the dry... Where's your grandpa from? Kenya. Okay. Yeah, Kenya. So did he grew up eating peppers? Yeah. Huh. Do and they grow well there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a dried chili pepper. This is the one that I had in my lentil soup. Which is, I don't want to try that again. These is what my mom puts on pizza. Yeah, I put chili that on flakes. Pizza. I don't know what these are. This is sriracha sauce. I know what that oh, is. Oh, sriracha. Yeah. So we see that there's pepper in a lot of different forms. Right. So if you were going to build a house out of this, it would sort of, in my mind, look like a Lego house because you yeah. have things that are different shapes and different colors. colors. So it'd be a pretty neat looking house. Yeah. And in my mind, I see it coming out of the chimney. Maybe there's even yeah. hot smoke or chili powder coming out of the chimney. Or he might have a faucet 
when you turn All it right. on, a faucet with the sriracha sauce. Oh yeah. Now remember, I mentioned that every folktale ends with a lesson of some kind. What's the moral in this story? Don't make your house out of ice cream and chocolate. <laughs> it's a moral. It is a moral. Are the cow, the fox, and the rabbit learning something, or is the wolf learning something, or does everybody learn something? Everybody. Uh, no, rabbit and the cow and the wolf learn something, because the fox. Oh, the is fox, already smart. The fox is already smart. Okay, that's an important thing. Does the wolf and the cow and the rabbit learn the same thing, or do they learn different lessons? I'm guessing they would learn different lessons. I would think so like too. The rabbit and the cow learn to not make their houses like food out of food. Right. And the wolf learns to never mess with the fox. Right. Do you know? When we come back, we'll hear how Bill grew Keshav's story seed. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying our show, I think you will also love The Story Store from our friends at CBC Podcasts in Canada. The Story Store is a podcast for families and kids of all ages where stories are made to order. Join CBC Kids host Mr. Orlando the Moose and Gary the Unicorn as they take suggestions from real kids and bring that story order to life with fresh takes on genres, sweet songs, and celebrity cameos sprinkled in. The Story Store is always looking for new orders. Kids can order their own story by calling 1-888-413-2781 to submit. It's toll-free in all of North America. And you can listen to The Story Store wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to The Story Seeds Podcast. After Bill and Keshav left Jock Taurus Chocolates, Bill got in his car and drove south, back home to West Virginia. He got writing immediately and put together a first draft in no time. He dropped us this message to let us know how it was going. I was working on the cow, the fox, and the rabbit, and I felt like I had a pretty good version of it, but there was just something missing, and I was going back through it and back through it, trying to figure out what it was. There's all kinds of ways to go, and it's just allowing yourself the freedom to explore the story from every different direction and remembering that if you had one good idea chances are you can have an even better idea now obviously this story is based on the three little pigs and it dawned on me that what was missing is when the wolf knocks on the door and says little pig little pig let me in and the pigs say not by the hair on my chinny chin chin and then the wolf huffs and he bluffs and he blows the house down so trying to incorporate that into the format that we had i thought it would be really funny to have each of the animals respond in a, a creative way i added that element to the story i really felt like it it coalesced and it really brought the whole little pig thing together so i'm really satisfied with that idea hope you are too and now my friends it is story time for the first time ever, making its debut on Podcasts Everywhere, I am happy to present the story Bill Lepp grew from Keshav Storyseed, Not by the Hair in My Chili Pepper Den. Not by the Hair in My Chili Pepper Den. Story by Bill Lepp. 
Story Seed from Keshev Alawath. On top of a Himalayan mountain, way up high, higher even than the mystics, the monks, and the hermits go, lived a cow, a rabbit, a fox, and a wolf. The wolf, you probably already know. He may not be that wolf, but he was certainly related. Naturally, he was hungry and bad. It's not that all wolves are always hungry. It's just that well-fed wolves aren't very interesting. It's not that all wolves are bad either. It's just that full, happy, sleeping wolves don't make for very good stories. The cow, the rabbit, and the fox had all been told by their grown-ups that it was time to leave home and find their own places to live. In the old days, adult children did not live in their parents' basements forever. The cow had an evil stepmother and evil stepsisters. Her evil stepsisters were jealous because she'd been the cowbell of the ball, so her stepmother booted her out. Fortunately, this particular cow had a dairy godmother. The dairy godmother offered to build the cow a cottage of cheese, but the cow wished for an ice cream house. When you live way up high in the cold and chilly Himalayas, an ice cream house is entirely sustainable. So the cow got an ice cream house. The rabbit had to leave his home because he ate too much chocolate. Stop. All that sugar is bad for your teeth, his mother kept telling him. Your teeth will fall out. And who ever heard of a bunny with no teeth? The rabbit had no job yet. He had no money yet. But he had a dump truck chock full of chocolates. So the rabbit packed his chocolates and he moved out. He built his house from sweets. The fox had, through a curious set of circumstances, been raised by humans. The fox's cousins knew he loved chili peppers, the hotter the better, and mailed him chilies all the time. The fox kept putting the peppers and chilies in the humans' food. The humans couldn't take the heat and they kicked him out. So the fox hit the road and he built a den out of peppers and chilies in the village above. One day, the wolf woke up extra hungry. So he decided to make a trip to the place where all the houses were made of food. Mmm, I smell something sweet, he sniffed. The wolf followed his nose to the cow's ice cream house. The walls of the cow's house were ice cream cartons stacked like Lego blocks. The house was split level, a banana split level. The roof, a waffle bowl turned upside down. The chimney was an ice cream cone and the whole thing was coated with chocolate and caramel sauce. Rainbow sprinkles decorated the eaves. There was even a cherry on top. The wolf followed his nose to the ice cream abode. He strode up to the door and gave a polite knock. He said, little cow, little cow, open this door now. The cow looked up from her bowl of ice cream and said, not by the Neapolitan on my chinny chin chin. The wolf slurped and he burped and he gobbled the ice cream house down. Brain freeze. The cow ran to the rabbit's house. The rabbit melted his dark chocolate collection and shaped it into a huge, hollow chocolate Easter egg, which he laid on its side in the snow. The doors and windows were holes that the rabbit had gnawed in the chocolate. When the cow knocked, the rabbit was drinking tea from his Reese cup and staring at a ceiling. He'd stuck Mars bars and Milky Ways to the ceiling and pretended he lived in a planetarium. The cow came bursting through the rabbit's door. She said, rabbit, rabbit, the wolf has brain freeze because he ate my house. Now he's coming here. 
Sure enough, there was soon a knock on the door. The wolf said, little rabbit, little cow, open this door now. The rabbit moved under the cow's head for protection. The cow said, not by the hair under my chinny chin chin, and together they jumped out the window. The wolf slurped and he burped and he gobbled the chocolate house down. Sugar rush. The cow and the rabbit ran to the fox's den. This fox had built the walls of his den out of poblanos and habaneros and fresnos and jalapenos and serranos and yellow chili peppers. He had a doorbell pepper for people to ring when they came calling. Oh, and the attic was haunted by a friendly family of ghost peppers. The cow and the rabbit rang the doorbell pepper. They said, Fox, Fox, the wolf has brain freeze and a sugar rush because he ate our houses. Now he's coming here. The fox let them in and slammed the door. Sure enough, there was soon a knock on the door. The wolf said, little fox, little rabbit, little cow, open this door now. The fox said, not by the cow or the hare in my chili pepper den. So the wolf slurped and he burped and he ate about two bites without even looking at what the den was made of. In a hot second, his tongue started to burn. His mouth seared, his teeth melted, steam rose from his nose, sparks sparkled from his ears. His whole head would have burst into flames except for the tears pouring from his eyes. And the wolf stopped eating and he went wee, wee, wee all the way home. If he learned anything at all that day, it was to look before you eat. As for the cow, the rabbit, and the fox, they joined forces and combined their passions. They opened a shop that sold ice cream, chocolates, and peppers. They even mixed all those things together and sold stuff like chocolate and chili ice cream, pepper-infused chocolates, chili pepper sickles, chocolate-infused peppers, and glasses of fresh, plain milk to cool their customers' mouths. And they all lived happily ever after high atop the Himalayas. The end. Creations at the end, like 
cherry ice cream, peppersicles, and chocolate-infused peppers made me laugh. Fairy tales, I noticed there was a heavy reference to fairy tales, such as Cinderella and the Three Little Fricks. The story ended well, and I think it's up to you guys to decide where the story goes next. You heard Keshav. Dear listeners, it's your turn. What happens next? Do the cow, the bunny, and the rabbit open more chili chocolate stores? Does the wolf come back? Or do you have an idea for your own folktale? You can let us know by joining the Story Seed Society on our website, www.storyseedspodcast.com, or by emailing us at storyseeds at literarysafari.com. While you're on our website, make sure you grab our free Imagination Lab activity zines. You can use them to grow your own stories and do fun projects inspired by our podcast this summer. If you're able to, we also have a donate button where you can contribute any amount, large or small, so that we can continue to make more episodes of Story Seeds. We'd be really grateful for your support. Story Seeds is a literary safari production. Thank you to Jacques Torres Chocolate's Upper West Side for its support of this episode of the Story Seeds podcast. This episode was produced by Anjali Sakrani, Kayla Fedison, and Sandhya Nankani. Scoring and mixing and sound design is by Anya Jeshik and Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. Our theme music is composed and performed by Andrew Van Weingart. Field audio is recorded by Nathan Miller, and I am your host, Betsy Bird. Until we meet again, keep growing that imagination. On Story Seeds You're in control of your destiny Adventures you design Where your dreams can grow A little more each time On Story Seeds